Hi, this is Sean Sandymore with Passive House Accelerator, and thanks for tuning in to this special bonus episode of the Passive House Podcast recorded in Fiascon 23 in Houston, Texas. And a big thank you to Zola Windows for their support of the series. And I'm really lucky to have Lindsay to get to chat about the conference and what you're doing. So please introduce yourself and uh, just give us a bit of insights for what it's been like here for the last two days. Thanks a lot, Sean, and thanks for asking me to speak with you today. Um, here at the FiasCon 23 in Houston, I haven't been at a Passive House conference like this for a while. Um, really great uh, to be here with you and um, excited to learn with my peers and be able to share about my experience building passive houses where we are in uh, I'm co-founder of Love Shack Architecture. We're in Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming, and we focus on single family passive house, but also we do a little bit of hospitality and institutional work as well. So we're pushing into that multifamily space hopefully soon. And so you were in a session where you had architects and builders talking about their experiences in a bit of a good chat and more of a comedy fest. Um, but one of the things that I took away from what you're talking about was what you've done in Montana, dealing with builders and getting them on board with training, which yes. again, being an educator, it's, it's fantastic. So well, let's have a conversation about that is um, how did you um, tell a story about um, why you felt the need to uh, train the trainers and the mm-hmm. client that you had and that experience because uh, yeah. uh, that unicorn is special. Yeah. Well, it would really was a challenge that we were facing in getting passive house projects built in that we had uh, willing clients, they wanted Passive House, but we hadn't built one before. There were, and no one had built one in Montana, by the way. So we had no examples to look at. We had no precedents for people to learn from. So in order to get it built, we uh, worked really hard to convince the clients. We were successful at that. And then we would go out to find a contractor and the contractors were willing and excited to do it, but they kind of didn't know what they were saying yes to. And so once we got into the estimating phase and the budgeting phase and sequencing and really getting into it, Rather than them maybe deciding that they were going to go to school and they were going to dig deep and learn about it, they usually would convince the client that actually I know how to build a building just fine. Let's do it my way. And the triangulation would would start and everything would go down the tubes as far as the passive house goals. Mm -hmm. We still built those houses and they're great and I have great relationships with builders. But I started to realize that I was not going to be successful designing passive house projects if I didn't have the builder on board. So we took a shot at uh, training our next contractor and we did a builder training in Bozeman, Montana in 2018. And then we did another one in 2020 and we just did one in April of 23 uh, back in Bozeman again. So we've done one in Bozeman and Jackson, so Montana and Wyoming. And with the one in Jackson, we were uh, we had a client who wanted a certified passive house and learning from our previous experience, we said, well, you really need to hire a certified builder. So we're going to contractually uh, ask the builder to go to training. And that client said, well, if we're going to ship our, our builder out of state to go to class, what if we brought the trainers to us? And we not only sent that builder to the training as well as his, his subs, what if we trained all of the other builders that we interviewed that we didn't hire? Yeah. What if we offered a scholarship to the training to building code officials and plans examiners um, and so that's what we did. And that was a very special client. He's absolutely a unicorn. He's my favorite client probably. And he inspired that training. And as a result, through these three trainings, we have a really great group and cohort of trained builders in the area. And then it's become just typical where if you want to work with LSA and you want to do a certified passive project, you need to have the training. 
And then what happens is that everyone understands what they're signing up for. And so we can really be a cohesive team and then we can go build a passive house together and get it there without litigating the goal of passive house around every turn. Because you could do it every day if you wanted to. And I think what we wanted to work with builders that get it and the ones that get it, get it. And they really are excited about the work we're doing. They're excited about how their trades, their subs even, we train them too. Everybody contributes to the goal of the outcome and it makes everyone really proud of their work. So when it comes to builders, typically the builder is managing your tightness. And so do you guys have a repeatable system that you're seeing now builders being able to do because of your methods or now that the builders are getting experience that they're coming back with you and saying, oh, we actually prefer this air barrier strategy or or right now are they still just kind of diving in and accepting the details that you guys provide? I'd say, I mean, we're still in, I would say the beginning stages of having a community that feels like they have lots of experience, right? So it's, we're still training a lot of people, but if all the builders that took the training over the last three years, it has improved all of their projects, right? So where that when they weren't ever doing blower door tests, now they're doing them. They weren't ever paying attention to air sealing details. Now they're doing it mm-hmm. and they're going beyond and using better materials, better, better building wraps, better adhesives, better membranes. It's a lot of tapes and membranes. We do a little bit of the, the liquid applied air sealers in tough street spots. Um, but, it, but if nothing else, we're trying to educate the builders about the importance of air sealing. And then they're, they're carrying that out to their other projects. They're making, they're convincing other clients that aren't our clients, but their clients that they can also deliver a passive house. And so it's, you know, it's that rising tide lifting all ships, right? We want to share this information. We want more people to get on board. We want to grow the community. And so it's making all of their systems better. And so now that things are growing, mm-hmm. I mean, ideally that means now the cost should be coming down because of the dumb tax, the fact mm-hmm. that we're, that clients are having to pay for all of us to learn how to become better passive house builders and architects, designers. Um, are you seeing um, people holding back because of costs or are you guys being able to just include that whole cost conversation? The fact that the clients are getting a more comfortable, healthy, um, higher quality home. And so they're just seeing the value of either investing in it or helping the community grow or how are you guys managing the costs in, in, in a newer kind of passive house area? Well, I think we're fortunate in that because we pushed for passive house several years ago and are now finishing projects, we are being sought out by clients who want that thing. And so we've just gotten to the point where we tell all of our clients in the initial interview that we only work with projects, we select projects that have performance goals. And so I'm just very upfront with it in the first meeting. If you're, and they often ask them, well, what are performance goals? What does that mean? And so then we have a good conversation about that, but I'll tie it up with, if your goals are basically the aesthetics and ultimately building to code, we're not your architects and it's, it's okay. You're not going to hurt my feelings. We'll just move along. You can find there's lots of other architects who will help you build a code level and the aesthetics be the driving factor. We want to build high performance buildings that are also beautiful and it has to do both. It's not good enough if it's just an object that's beautiful. It also has to perform. And on the cost piece, you know, we're building in what is arguably the most expensive place to build in America right now, which is Jackson, you know, Jackson, Wyoming, Teton Valley, Idaho. Um, and so I don't know exactly, I can't, I don't understand the profit margins of code level construction anymore because we're not doing it. But I think that as long as the passive house method fits within the budget, then that's what we go and do. And so we don't even, we're not even having the conversation about how much extra will it cost to make a passive house. All the projects have performance goals. And so then we're, we're talking about 
the amenity that that building will give you, whether it's healthy indoor air, uh, resiliency from climate change, resiliency from the grid, durability for the long term. And honestly, in this market, so many of the people are building what we call legacy projects. You know, they're not building it to sell. They're building it to own in their family. They're going to pass it on to their children. And so once you start getting people to think about the legacy of the building they're going to build and it, and it already fits within the budget overall, well, then let's just go and do that. It just makes some sense, right? And I always try to say that it's not upfront cost that we want to focus on. It's life cycle cost. And once we start focusing on life cycle cost and what does it cost you to operate that building for the long term? Well, this is the cheapest way to build. Great. Great stuff. You know, I love that conversation because as a builder, yeah, we end up just diving into budgets. Yes. And we should really be talking about benefits and, yes. and high-performance goals. Well, and I like to say that, you know, if we want to be capitalists, okay, fine. Let's be capitalists, right? Let's, let's take advantage of all the assets. Let's not leave money on the table and orient the building wrong so we don't get the sun. Let's not build a leaky house where we don't get the benefit of our bodies and our cooktop heat and our refrigerators running and things like that. So when we start to think about cost in those terms – they realize the, the economic conversation grows to not just being like, what's the cost of the lumberyard? It's what is the cost of all these things that I could get without paying for them? They're, they're available to be on site. Let's take advantage of all those assets. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time, Lindsay. I'm Sean Sainmore with the Passives Accelerator here in Houston, where we had a special bonus episode. And again, big thank you, Lindsay, and big thank you to Zola Windows for supporting this series. Thanks, Sean.